Today, I wanted to discuss an incredible book on an incredible man, Nikola Tesla. Now, just for a little back, background, um, I picked up a copy of this book when I was in Nikola Tesla's home country of Serbia, in um, Belgrade, actually, is where I picked it up. There's a Nikola Tesla museum. They have tons of history on this incredible man and inventor who is often overlooked throughout history and is a very, very peculiar figure in history. So, the exact name of this book is just Nikola Tesla, The Life and Inventions of a Genius. And like I said, I kind of have been, uh, you know, I picked this up in Serbia. I've been reading it throughout my travels in the Balkans. And it's very, very interesting when you contrast what's taught in the traditional school system on Nikola Tesla, which is not much, versus the actual history, what he actually accomplished and how ahead of his time he was. You know, his his um, lifespan was late 1800s, early 1900s. So, this was a time in history where not much was known in the field of electricity, and there wasn't much funding he could access. And he went uh, bankrupt multiple, multiple times because he was so focused on his vision. He was so focused on the long term. And that's one of the things we'll cover in this uh, little book review is he he went bank like uh, gaining capital bust gaining capital bankrupt gaining capital from investors absolutely washed and this these cycles happen so many times and it's interesting because this book covers his younger years which is what i really enjoyed also covering his uh you know adulthood how he kind of transitioned and um one of the things they talked about was his just rough upbringing, and and I'll I'll read you a little a little excerpt on this. So, Tesla wrote, "At first, my resolutions faded like snow in April, but in a little while, I conquered my weakness and felt a pleasure I'd never known before, that of doing as I willed. In the course of time, this vigorous mental exercise became second nature. At the outset." My wishes had to be subdued, but gradually desire and will grew to be identical. After years of such discipline, I gained so complete a mastery over myself that I toyed with passions, which have meant destruction to some of the strongest men. So this is when he was a, a teenager, and he, he got really, really addicted to uh, reading books, learning, and um, this was one of these things that I found so interesting was his parents would like ban him from... Um, reading and what he would do is like uh steal uh, a light source and bring it under his covers and read all night like stay up all night and get like maybe one hour of sleep and there's so many interesting things in this book i highly highly recommend you pick up a copy and this exact one is written by alexander marinick and uh, I'll pr i'm probably botching that name because it's got a lot of uh apostrophes and all these things but uh basically his um education he kind of got um, going through the uh, Serbian school system, and uh, his his dad served in the army. Um, his first employment was in Budapest, and eventually he um, got working for Edison Continental um, and uh, started moving to America. And when he, uh, <laughs> this is kind of interesting, so he described his initial impression of America um, when he arrived on July 6th, 1884. In the Arabian Tales, I read how a genie transported people into a land of dreams to live through delightful adventures. My case was just the reverse. 
the genie had carried me from a world of dreams into one of realities. What I had left was beautiful, artistic, and fascinating in every way. What I saw here was machined, rough, and unattractive. A burly policeman was twirling a stick, which looked to me as big as a log. I approached him politely in request to direct me. Six blocks down to the left, he said, with murder in his eyes. Is this America? I asked myself in a painful surprise. Is this a century behind European civilization? When I went abroad in 1889, five years having elapsed since my arrival there, I became convinced that it was more than 100 years ahead of Europe, and, and nothing was has happened to this day to change my opinion. So this is something that's very interesting, um, and I think today it's closer to like 20 years behind. A lot of countries are like 20 years behind America, but... um. Tesla had a lot of innovation in the United States. He got um, funding um, when he worked with uh, George Westinghouse. Um, this was kind of like the perfect partnership, which ended up uh, being in, in a lot of the news. And then he, uh, they ended up not working together. And um, he, one of his first big accomplishments was the high-frequency alternator. And this book covers a lot of the detail there, but that's not really what I want to focus on here. You know, if, if you're interested in the actual... Um, engineering side, that's something you can look to on your own. But uh, he, he had so many great inventions that it would be way too long to cover here. What I really want to cover is how inspiring his story is, how much he accomplished in his life with, um, you know, coming from a, a poor family from Serbia and during like a wartime. So it's really, I think, um, inspiring what, what he accomplished. And a couple other um, powerful things that he um, created while he was in America was the Tesla coil and the Tesla oscillating transformer or the tra Tesla transformer. And again, all of these are kind of like showcased in the um, Nikola Tesla Museum in Belgrade. And there was also one, I remember when I was in Budapest in 2019, there was uh, actually just, just across the street from where I was saying there was a Nikola Tesla Museum and I regret not going so much. I, I really didn't know a ton about him. I wish uh, in the school system they taught more about him because really he is the father of modern technology and modern electricity. When you look back, he was so far ahead of his time. And uh, he, he had this kind of like master plan invention that was like the the world machine. And the the thing was, is, you know, Thomas Edison got these awards for things that he really accomplished in 1890, you know, early 1890s. And uh, Edison got these awards in like early 1900s. But Tesla if he would have only been focused on the money and the awards and not this like bigger grand vision of having like world electricity all the way back in the late 1800s, he, he would have been much more, um, you know, heavily awarded and heavily, um, both in monetary and in kind of like a fame. But he was so focused on this grand vision of uh, global electricity solving a lot of problems for a lot of people. And he ended up doing lectures in um, England and France and all these different places when he when he returned to Europe. And um, this is something that's kind of interesting. So let's see. Tesla gave in and repeated his lecture before even more renowned group of scientists on February 4th, 1892. The president of the Royal Institute, Lord Raleigh, was deeply impressed by Tesla's lecture and experiments and suggested that Tesla should concentrate on one idea 
As he was a natural-born inventor, it is probable that Tesla listened to the advice, as his later research was focused on the solution of the problem of wireless energy transmission, which he considered to be the ultimate endeavor of, of immense value for the benefit of humankind. So, this is the most important takeaway. This was really Tesla's focus. Tesla's vision was <clears throat> having wireless energy transmission. And really, he, he found this to be like the, the largest lever he could pull. You know, the, the most impact on the world. And he was so focused on that that he kind of overlooked these smaller wins that would have gained him much more credibility and much more funding, which is kind of this balance we talk about in business where like you have different personality types. You have somebody who's good at managing people. You have someone who's just great at like technical things like accounting, engineering. And then you have someone that's constantly action, 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 go, go, go. And with Tesla, he was not good at managing money. And um, they talk about later in this book how, you know, he went bankrupt after uh, having this place on Long Island to work on this, um, this oscillator. And the investors all pulled out after um, Edison did, and uh, or after um, actually J.P. Morgan did rather, um, all these investors pulled out, and and he couldn't even afford to pay his accountant. But his accountant still came every day because he believed in Tesla and um, what he had accomplished. And this is something that's really interesting. Um, at the World's Columbian Exhibition, um, he showcased this polyphase system. This was uh, something that they even show this like ticket, which is really interesting. Um, this uh, polyphase system was showcased at this and it was like the electrical world. And, um, you know, another thing he was very famous for around the same time period around 1891 was the uh, Niagara hydroelectric power plant. And I think that's, uh, you know, that was at Niagara Falls, obviously, but I think this is where we'll end this uh, part one of Nikola Tesla's um, life lessons. And uh, again, this is the Life and Inventions of a Genius by Alexander Maranikic. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe. Also, stay tuned for our next episode from Nikola Tesla. Till next time.